0: Hashem v'es Hashem. We have guests from all over the world here tonight for this year. Pashas Kairach. We have the Shechedish Tammuz, and this Shabbos Mietshem is Gimel Tammuz. You know the Kavis goes like this, it means we have a Tisha on Shabbos. Gimel Tammuz, that's we Shem. we'll discuss this year. It's not our first rodeo, it's not the first time Gimel Tammuz came on Shabbos. colorful fellow interesting colorful fellow he stuck his foot in his mouth Nish B'Khiyava says when it discusses what Machlechus is all about what it means to have dispute arguments between people the Mishnah quotes the argument of Kerach and Adosai. Excuse me, I did not say the dedications to Ephraim and Chananiah to Flipo of Shalom and to Shmuel Yaakov and Mesha of Shalom. Mazatov to him actually. He has now a name, a little boy named after him. Baruch Hashem is in As of last Thursday, he should have a lot of Yiddish, Chasideh, Shinachas from him. And Rosh standing up there in Aden, he's looking down very, very proudly at this little boy in Meshmel. We'll always look proudly at him. And may he be a meditation for his entire family. And Jeanette Bas Ibrahim Akoyan. We added, I think, Dorot Bas Meshe. Chaim Baruch. Dedications are going to get longer than the year in a minute. Kedach. <laughs> Kerach, the mission says? What's the epitome of Kerach and his Ada. Now, if we look into the parsha and we read into a bit the, the parsha, Kerach has a fight with whom? With Moshe. With Aaron. Kerach came with an Ada. He came with an entire following of two hundred fifty people, etc. <laughs> and they all came to confront Moshe and Aaron so what does it mean Machlikus of Kerach and the simple explanation says that Rebbe is within the camp, within Kirach and his Ada. there was fights <coughs> there was Machlikus there was no peace which is why ultimately they were not able to accomplish anything they went down. The earth swallows them up. They didn't die. They didn't die and you hear them if you go past the spot where they got swallowed you hear them crying out Meshah Emes Say Emes they state? Moshe is true and his Torah is true this is the Tshuva this is the repentance that they had to do for the grave sin of trying to go to war to battle with Moshe horrible horrible people Who are going to discuss now what America has to know mm-hmm. America has to know what were you thinking what were you thinking and we know in and Seita, we've learned before <laughs> we spoke about it a few weeks ago a person doesn't sin until the spirit of folly enters into their minds so when you ask the person what were you thinking, the answer is very simple. I wasn't. I wasn't. I made a mistake. I did something horrible. Even I wasn't thinking. Looking back, twenty twenty hindsight, I realized I did something wrong. I want to repent. I want to do tshuva. I want to ask forgiveness. B'shaiti. During the sin itself, till the folly enters the person's mind, the person doesn't sin. Now, in the terror ways, said before, Shmuel Yaakov has a name. Little baby Shmuel Yaakov is now continuing the legacy of his major grandfather, his amazing grandfather, who only died at the age of sixty-three, a, pure, a young, young age, literally snuffed out from amongst us. But had a full sixty-three years. He came from wherever and from whatever, and managed. To really literally become quite quite a person, quite a known, famous person in the community. Big Balts okay. Always there to help somebody. He was achiev, he merited to pack into the sixty three years. Unfortunately, he didn't just get snuffed out for the Massive heart attack and missed Nashika. He had ALS and this literally destroyed him. Over. But we see to continue his legacy. And we find the children of will give will have children whom they will name after him. Proudly. Proudly. And they'll look at their Shmuel Yaakovs, they'll call him Shmuel. they call him whatever they'll call him, and they'll be ever so proud of him. On the other hand, a wicked person, David Melech says in the Kuftes, In the next generation, the name should be obliterated. We don't mention, we don't give names after people that are wicked. We don't give names after a person that's not, that does not live up to their potential. If a person sinned and then did shuva, that's something else. A person that sinned all their lives, we don't give a name after them. And yet, here we are, a partial of the tera, a tire, an entire portion of the Taylor is called Kirach. called after this wicked fellow who caused such havoc what were, what were they thinking when they gave this name? said before we didn't mention for the scorecards if you're keeping a score at home that we don't keep we don't mention the name of a, rush of a wicked person in that case in case when they wrote the t- they put together the teda and they gave the names of the pashas in case that person that was doing it made a mistake since then, there have been many people, many sages. Why didn't they change it? Why did they leave the name Kodach, the name of a Pasha? We must say, therefore, he must have done something right. And therefore, the Pasha is called after him. Let us therefore, as we said before, delve into what was he thinking. Kerach confronts Moshe with a very interesting battle cry. Kol ha'eda kulam uvesaychem Hashem The entire nation is holy. And amongst them is God. Maduah is not kalah We're going to discuss this at length later. But he said ultimately, everyone's an even par. The entire Jewish nation—they're all holy. Everybody's an even par. They wanted to become kahanim. They wanted to become Kahanan. Why does Iron carry this legacy and not us? we be cashed in Gam Kahuna. So Kerak was not necessarily confronting Moshe himself he was not confronting the concept of the him, but rather who is sitting on the right seats so in essence Kerach recognizes the greatness of a Koyen the three parts of the Jewish nation the Koyen, the Levi and the Israel. And he recognized that this is the greatness behind the Kayin. Although he says the entire nation is holy, but he still believed that the Kayin had a special place. Everyone, every Jew, has their tasks to deal with the physical world, the mundane world. Every Jew was given ultimately an inheritance in the Holy Land. Now if we remember from last week we discussed the Meraglim, the people that went in to see the Holy Land, to seek the truth in the Holy Land. They came back and found and they said they sought and they found the truth. And the truth was according to them a very scary thought. Scary thought was simple. We are in the desert. Nothing affects us here. We have nothing to do with the mundane physical world. You're asking us now to go into a physical world toil the land, to all the mitzvahs that are involved with the land, to all the mitzvahs that are involved with planting and plowing, sowing, threshing, even baking, even taking challah as we spoke last week. But, we don't want to have to leave the tent and the cloud of holiness that which we are in, which which envelops us. We want to only stay spiritual. Sorry. And therefore, they did not want to relate to the physical realm of the world. The Kehanim, in turn, Shevet Levi, actually, were not given. Their own portion in the land of Israel, because their dedication, their work, their life-long efforts and involvement had to be in the service to God in the Holy Temple. So, when everybody was proportioned a part of land, they were not given; they were separated to only involve themselves in spirituality. And they were told, from the temple you will not leave, don't go out. That's all there is to it. Don't go out. This Kerech was not debating, he was not refuting, he was not arguing about this. To this, Kerech agreed that the Kahanim are something different and special and holy. The fact that they were so different than the rest of the people in this way, he wanted it in a total different way. The Kerech should be involved with the people themselves, to help elevate people to their levels the fact the way the Kahanim were different than the Jewish nation this bothered Kerach he wanted also in the Kahuna that totally separates from the life of the nation Kadesh separate Khulan separate holy things separate, and mundane things separate. His issue that he filed, the complaint that he filed here, that the concepts of the mundane world are a total separate entity. And there's no reason to attach it to the spiritual realm. Like it's done through the Kahanam. So that's his complaint. Why are they raised up? And there's no contradiction between his question and Moshe's answer. And you also asked for Kahuna. They wanted a type of Kahuna that had no connection with the Jewish nation. But here is where Kerach slipped and ultimate, ultimately revolted against God. <coughs> HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the connection. Mundane world and the spiritual worlds, the spiritual realms Need to be connected, they need to become one. We, our task in this world is to take the physical essence of the world and turn it into spiritual. As we take leather and we form it into tfilin and make it into dawash we make this leather into something holy. woman takes a simple candle and lights it for the holy Shabbos and makes a brach on it the candle becomes holy it's not like the candle of Hanukkah obviously we can't use the light of the candle of Hanukkah actually it's quite opposite the candle of Shabbos is for just that is used to illuminate and not just to illuminate, but to see to it, and we spoke about this many times, that it brings Shalom bias. Not only brings Shalom bias, it brings Einek Shabbos. It brings Shalom bias, And nobody shalom. hurt themselves when there's no light in the room, you have the light of the Shabbos candles. And it gives Einek Shabbos, as we spoke, Because we are able to see our food, and we see our food, we have a different pleasure from it. We derive pleasure from the food when we see what we're actually eating. We can taste that it's filter fish or salmon. We can taste it's a ball We can taste a piece of chicken or a piece of meat or whatever we have on the table, on our plate. But if you don't see it, it's not the same. As we learned, we discussed once about the Mon. So the tafkid, the mission of the world, is to do just that, to unite the physical mundane world with the spiritual. Kerach had a different idea. Whereas the light of the Kahanam, that the Kahanam cause in the Holy Temple the Menorah, or anything else this is needed to emanate and to illuminate the entire world and when the nation when the world the Jewish nation is risen to the Yom Kedusha, even if it's only a moment in the day take a moment to put on tefillin you take a few minutes to daven to Hashem, you take a few minutes to learn tera that time that you're dedicating and devoting this is why God gave the 24 gifts to the Kahanam for that illumination that's caused via the Kahanam To cause this connection between the Kahanim and the nation. And this is what happened here. The Machalikis of Kirach brought something to everyone's attention. It brought to the attention of the people how important the Kahanim and their mission is. And how the difference and separation between the Jewish nation and the Kahanim. And therefore, We have a Parsha named after him. Because, yes, he did cause the awareness, he brought this about for us to understand what the obligation is. And Dafka through the concept of the Kahanam. And this, therefore, we can learn. Different ways how to dedicate ourselves and devote ourselves to learning of Mitzvahs. At the end of the day, we don't necessarily feel what's accomplished. We don't necessarily realise what we have accomplished. because at the end of the day we don't really see what we've created with our Torah and Mitzvahs and this is a test even when it comes to a mundane thing like the Makhlechis the the argument, the dispute of Keruch and his nation it brought about a wonderful thought how people need to thrive and strive to be better and become better and to attach ourselves and to overcome all the difficulties involved with connecting ourselves to God that's good when Kairach and his nation stood up against Meishu Rabbeinu he came with the Tainus, different, different, ty- different types of Tainus but really he tried to literally mock Meishu Rabbeinu we go back again and we say seriously dude what are you thinking you're talking about Moshe and Moshe Rabbeinu and you came to make a mockery of Moshe and he came with two basic questions and his first one is brought down in the Medrash. He says, A house full of Svarim, full of Jewish books. Does it still need a mezuzah on the front door? And Maisha answered, Yes. Kerech said, Aha! Good you said that. That's what I wanted to hear. Let me ask you a question, he says to him. In the mezuzah, there's only two parshas in the Torah. Shema, Hafta, and Vayim Shamaya. You want to tell me those parshas are more or greater than all the books that a person has in their house, especially if the house is full, full of books? This question tells us the essence of Kerach's argument. He says every Jew is full of Kedusha of holiness. Every Jew is a bias mauli We don't need the addition of a mezuzah. Aaron, his children, the Kahanim. We don't need it we're already in great shape this is therefore one of the questions that Keduch brings about and standing against God's will God wants a mezuzah God wants a house full of books and God wants a mezuzah on that door and the Kehanim should be within the nation and above the nation even though the entire nation is Kulom Kedeshim all holy people. You know what? Think about it for a moment. Kirch has a pretty good question. Shema viahafta. Okay, let us say Shema is the basis of Kol HaTera Kula. Not only the basis of the entire Tera, it's the essence of the Jew. We know, I just told this story today, famous story of Shema wanted to show the Chassidim, person that has Elam coming becoming famous has a portion of the world to come. I told him to go to this and this house, and they came to the house, and they see the fellow eating grotesquely, non-stop, both hands. He couldn't get the food in his mouth fast enough. And, uh, his body was a witness to it. You can see this man eats a lot. No. Chassidim were shocked. Chassidim montes kafia. Chassidim asks a person to have a kafia. Hold yourself in a little bit. Deprive you in a little bit. Not, God forbid, to a level of paining oneself. If you have two donuts, eat one. No matter how hungry you are. Hold yourself back a little bit. But But still, in all, still in all, the mezuzah is has its purpose. I'm sorry. So they asked him, Why is it that you eat so much? What's with you? And he says, My father, blessed memory, was very, very skinny. He was skin and bones. And one day, a bunch of anti Semites grabbed him and they took him and they tied him to a tree and they burnt him. They burnt him. My father was so skinny, he was such skin and bones. That before he could say the words Shema Yisrael, he was dead. He was consumed by the flames. He says, That's not going to happen to me. I eat so that if one day I'm caught by people that want to kill me, want to burn me, it'll take a long time till they burn me. And I'll have a long time to say Shema and the haftan and the oh, yeah, hoya and the whole vidri. his intentions were so pure his intentions were so perfect although he ate grotesquely but he ate with a proper intention and this merit merited him to bring to be an al So therefore the question becomes, what is it that Kirch actually said here? How is it this holy, holy posseg of Shema Yisrael Ve'ahavta and the Huyim Shemeah are not covered with the Ba'ez Mo'ezvarim? Where do we put our mezuzah? Our mezuzah is on our front door facing the public by a house it's a public domain by an apartment it's a public hallway not only does it remind the dwellers of the home of the godliness and the holiness it tells the outside world as well When the house, however, is Mali your your house is full of Jewish books, but the window shades are closed. It remains possibly inside the four walls of the house. The mezuzah, in turn, reminds the Jew when he comes into his house and when he leaves the house, that God is there and God is always with us and God is always protecting us and not only that but somebody that walks by the house immediately knows this is a house where people want God to dwell God to live <laughs> and it tells the entire world that sees this that the message of Hashem HaLekein of Hashem Echad which is written within the mezuzah that God is one God is our God and God is one is a message throughout the world I told this story as well the Jew on the Lower East Side had a manufacturer in China And the manufacturer in China was talking to him one day and told him how he has a big problem. He's having genesis, robberies. They're constantly breaking into his warehouse and they're robbing him. So the Jew says, I will do you a favor We're good friends so many years we've worked together. I'm going to send you a gift. And the Jew sends him a mezuzah. With instructions put it on the right side of your door, going into the into their building. Fine. Sends him the mezuzah. A few months later, the guy sends it back. He sends it back. He says, What happened? It wasn't working? It wasn't keeping away the robbers? He says, Yes, yes, it was keeping away the robbers. So, so why are you sending it back? He says, tell me. What mean this word, since I have this on my door, I hear this word, people knocking and saying, tzedakah, tzedakah. Mm-hmm. Which means all the uh, collectors that came by him saw mezuzah on the door, and figured it must be a Jew, so he knocked the door down, asking for tzedakah. Anyway, the message of this mezuzah is, everyone sees... This is a house where a family devoted and dedicated to God lives. <coughs> this too is the Aveda of the Kahanan. Although Kulam Kedushim, as we said before, how do we reveal this Kedusha to everyone that needs to be with Am Yisrael, especially with people that their entire essence his holiness and service in Migdash. But the Kahanim, who rose up with their special Kedushah, above all the other Jews, and they help the Jews to remain Kiddushim, when they bench the Jews, they bless them with love. This gives the Jews. And raises up the Jews to a level that they can serve God properly. Kerich said, the Jews are good enough. They don't need an, a boost. Moshe said to them, even a Ismail still needs a mezuzah. The Jews are holy. They are bias Ismail Beautiful, wonderful. But, it still needs a mezuzah God wants that mezuzah to affect the surroundings of the person and when one affects the surroundings they are affecting themselves as well in this way the kahanim help and stress impress the holiness, the sanctity on the Jewish nation it's a lifelong message in our Judaism and in our way of serving God. It's not enough that a Jew feels the holiness and ties himself to Torah, special times, the times that he sits and learns Torah, when he's doing a mitzvah, Shabbos, Yom Tov. It needs to become a way of life on a daily, moment basis. Every day, every minute of our day and life needs to be saturated with the holiness of God. Even when they are involved with the most mundane things, they need to be connecting it to God. So yes, you can go golfing, you can go water skiing, you can go doing things all the fun, exciting things in life, but need to do it remembering that you're doing this for the sanctity of God. Another time another story we told a zillion times. A fellow comes into a bar. He orders two drinks, and he sits and drinks the first one. And he turns around, and he drinks the other one. He walks out, he pays, and he walks out. Second day, a third day, a fourth day, a week, two weeks. Bartender gets curious and says, "Buddy, mind if I ask you what's going on? You've come in here week after week, and you take the two shots, and you just lean one way, and you lean the other way. What is this all about?" Oh, my friend is in the army. Then I don't let him drink there. So I take a shot for him every day. So I lean one way for me and one way for him. Bartender is quite amused, but he leaves it. Weeks go by, one day the guy shows up and orders only one drink. Bartender was devastated. He was just shocked. His, his jaw hit to the knees. He says, Did something happen to your friend in the army? He says, Oh, no, no, he's fine. So why only one drink? He says, I, I quit drinking. So he was taking this drink, although he doesn't drink anymore, he was taking the drink for the fellows, for the sake of his friend in the army. Lahabdul, we do something mundane in this world we need to see to it that we devote and dedicate it to the service of God the spiritual mezuzah to be on the persons outside knowing that every moment of our day everything we involve ourselves in, can only be with the Ratzin of Hashem. And this ultimately is the vessel for success in all our Torah and Mitzvahs and the accept the blessings of, of Shemitah, of protection from God, just like the mezuzah protects the home of every Jew, the Mitzvahs will protect the Jew and his essence it's not a simple task to see to it that we devote and put everything into kedusha into spirituality because hey I'm mundane I'm a simpleton where do I come off to that? Tells us the teda, this is exactly the message here. This is the message of the Mezuzah, of the holy Pasik Shema Yisrael. The Pasik Shema Yisrael is the basis of our entire Taylor. Shema Yisrael, we've said this before, one needs to think. When they say the word Shema Yisrael, they concentrate on what the first of the Ten Commandments was, "Anoichi Hashem lekecha." I am God, your God. And then you continue, and you say, "Hashem lekehu," God is our God. And then you concentrate and say on the thought of the second of the Ten Commandments, You should not have any other gods. To which at the end point you say, Hashem Echad, God is one. But it tells us in Baruchas, Kol hamarik BeEchad, Marikin le'yamu v'shnei Anyone who extends the word Echad, says it longer, extends his own longevity. Long life. Therefore, when the word echad, you pronounce the word echad, you say echod. You have to make sure that you say the d, that it comes out dalid, not a tes. And what are you thinking when you say echad? Echad, the letter aleph, there's one God. Ches, in the seven, eight spheres, the seven spheres and the earth which are eight and Dalid is the four directions east, west, north and south and if you observe the way the Rebbe says Krishna when the Rebbe would say the word Echad, he would move his head in all directions implying that he is concentrating on the greatness of God in all the directions P.S. Kerach fails. P.S. Spoiler. Spoiler alert. When you learn this week's Pasha, you'll find out Kerach fails. As we said before, the earth literally swallows him up. Prior to this, (coughs) there were different Measuring sticks as to how this works. The the, the spices they brought, the frankincense, etc. Thereafter, another little test was run. Amongst all the Yeniseum, or the heads of tribes, who Taka is Aaron Taka number one? To this Moshe Rebbe said that everybody should bring their staffs. And thus he would walk with a staff. A Everybody should have a It's important to walk a And not a walking stick. Just a And they put all their staffs in the Besamikdash, in the Mishkin. And in the morning they found Aaron's staff was different than all. Vayoitsei, perach, TZITZ Fayigmol shkedim. flower and the, the leaves and the almonds. Everything. It all came out <coughs> on iron staff. Everybody else has remained bare, and our staff was full of these almonds with their flowers and their root, their leaves. <coughs> and therefore, as the Torah says the one that I'm choosing, his stick will sprout. These are dead pieces of wood, mind you. The question becomes, since the sticks were going to sprout, which a dead piece of wood should sprout and grow almonds all of a sudden, is beyond nature's ever thought, and therefore definitely falls into the realm of a miracle, whether you believe in them or not. (coughs) The way the almond grows, as we said before, the flower and the leaf and then the almond. Looking at this and observing the entire natural almost habitat or existence of an almond and it, the way it grows this was almost natural fact that it was a dead piece of wood no, we'll get over that let's go over that, let's pass that getting past the fact that it was a dead piece of wood, it grew in a natural way. The flower, the the leaf, it grew naturally. If God wanted to actually perform a miracle, hey, just make the actual almond and that's it. Why the flowers and everything else? We said we need to talk about Gimel Tammuz. In Sefer alam, it tells us that Yeshua went to battle, and on Gimel Tammuz, on the third day of Tammuz, the nest of Shem, Shem, Shemesh be given Daim. The sun in giving stood still. It did not go down so that he could add and fight until he beats the, uh, Muhammad Canaan. It had to be completed on that day. On Gimel Thomas The holy and auspicious day of Gimel Tamas. Yeshua needed to complete the task of conquering Canaan. And therefore, the sun was about to set. No, we're not talking about G'dal Gumber. sun was about to set, and Shua said, eh, eh, Stop! We need to get this in our mind's eye to figure out what happened here exactly? He stopped the sun from moving. Where's Yeshua? Have such audacity to go against nature? And he didn't just stop the sun, because if the world is rotating and the sun is going, on the other side is the moon. What did he do with the moon? He stopped the sun. And why did he stop it? So the the day does not finish, so they can complete the battle. Complete the battle. Beat the nature. Defeat their their enemy. (laughs) Why take a desperate measure... Such as stopping the sun so that Yeshua has an extra few hours so he can work overtime and do this war and conquer. Why not just wipe out Canaan in one blow? Why not just win the war quickly? Why stop the sun? Why have to fight naturally? If you're going to perform a miracle, perform it for Yeshua. Take care of the battle. Let us delve into a little bit what actually happened here with nature and a miracle. Where we find that fine line? Akarjbalaka creates the world, the Almighty creates the world. He creates it so that it looks like nature runs the world. But the bottom line is today in Tanya Kitas That the Holy Godly Spirit is above nature. But yet it attaches and becomes one with the natural forces of the worldly forces not God forbid there is the world its nature and God on a separate page it looks it looks it gives you a little bit of a loophole to think, perhaps as you say in English, nature takes its course not necessarily was this God sent, not necessarily this miraculous it was a natural way of doing things natural order as we'd call it but the fact of the matter is the nature is fulfilling what God wants it to do and therefore the surgeon wanted with many miracles that this miracle would bond itself with nature and not totally look off the charts miraculous and this is the great miracle here that takes pl- place with the staffs the actual growing of a fruit Is also miraculous, but due time, nature, the miracle allows the nature to take its course and to become and to blossom and to become a fruit or a vegetable. But when a miracle happens, it needs to happen in a, in a natural order. The perach the tzitz, the pri the flower, the leaf, the fruit. And the same thing as the Shemesh be given day. The sun being stopped and given. And the wo- the moon and yalin. The war of Yeshua needed to be done. Naturally. A natural battle. And therefore, the miracle also helps with the stopping of the moon. The stopping of the entire system up in heaven. This story gives us a few lessons how to serve God. Just like, just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to see to it to show us the difference between nature and miracle the same we have to do in our own life to see the difference between kabbalah's El, which is a miracle and HaKadah Vargasha which is nature Kabbalah's El being that I accept the yoke of heaven automatically without asking any questions HaKarva Gosha is the natural form a person recognizes, understands, feels for God and therefore does. The foundation of Kabbalah sale, foundation of accepting the yoke of God, is total nullification to God. God wants at that moment the person to understand the Yinyan of and Mitzus and His Seichel and feel this in His Hergish. And the same thing is with Yinyan of panosah. From one side the Jew needs to understand and believe that panasa comes from a But we need to make a physical keli, we say. For the world itself in its own right Gives the person the Banasa B'Revach. Why? So that they can serve God properly. Learn his tathem and caim his mitzvahs through Menuchas HaNefesh HaRchove BeGashmias UB'Ruchnias And may that Taka be the lesson, may that Taka be our life existence as we enter the Shabbos of Timmel Tammuz we should see the greater miracle than the sun stopping and the moon stopping. We see the greater miracle of the ultimate revelation after 25 years, the revelation of our Rebbe, the revelation of Melech HaMashiach, to take us out of this goal, is this very Shabbos, into the Shalayim Yer Shabbat Shalom to oh.